0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Got a pick of the week for you, and maybe this is just because I'm salty because of the way the Avs game went, but Deion (laughs) Sanders or not, still bet against the CU Buffs. You'll make money that way. (laughs) It's free dollars as Megan joins us as well. Uh, Yeah, the Buffs are still bad at football, even if they have a dope coach. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth. So get over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on my pick of the week or whatever you want with the DNVR code. When you bet $5 on a hockey team, if they win their next game, you get $150 in free bets. So be sure to use the DNVR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, the Avs lose 5-1 to to the Boston Bruins in, uh, I hate to say it, but pretty predictable fashion, given the lineup that they were icing. Uh, We'll get into it. But more importantly than the loss, and the thing that I want to just get into right away, Arturi Lekanen. Knocked out of this game with an upper body injury. The injuries continue to roll in for the abs. Now, you know, we joked about it through parts of the start of this season. They literally are missing half of their lineup now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that one's scary, too, because when you hear upper body, looking at that replay, uh, to me, I kind of go concussion maybe. Uh, he, he looked a little dazed. I mean, he got thrown backward. I, don't, I wouldn't doubt that his head maybe hit the ice uh but uh, that's purely purely speculation um <clears throat> i can't imagine we'll find out anything more tonight uh and it probably won't be for a couple days that we'll hear definitively uh but i mean like this is getting a little crazy and, and and i mean i know it's uh when you look around the league there's other teams that have more man games lost than the avs um Sure, I would have to imagine there's some special circumstances yeah. there, like LTIR guys and stuff. Man
0: games wow. include dudes who started the season injured. Like,
2: There's right, a lot right.
0: of weird stuff when you look at man games lost because it's just not always accurate. With that being said, there are plenty of other injured teams out there, but the Avs are one of the most.
2: Well, and, and, and where I feel like maybe it's affecting the Avs in a different way, and, and I'm, again, I'm sure there are other teams out there that are dealing with similar things. Uh, but uh, it's it's that you, you've lost so many key guys. Uh, you, you're not – these aren't bottom six guys, kind of bit players that are coming in and out. I mean, they have those injuries too. Uh, but you're talking about half of your – four out of your six top Two six. Two-thirds. The the uh, and then uh, half of your top four on defense also out of the lineup right now. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're key injuries, and they are really starting to pile up. Uh, and as well as they've played, I thought tonight was a great example of <laughs> this was just, this was just a team that was, didn't have the the, the depth to match. Yeah. I, and it's because of all these injuries.
0: I mean, look at the reality of tonight's lineup with the abs on the road. It happened multiple times in the game where Boston hunted their top players against the abs, yeah. bottom six. And, you you know what's coming. You can't ask those guys to stop posternock and Martian. Like, uh, of course they're going right. to get torched. There's no surprises there.
2: Yeah.
1: I think to inject hopeful optimism with Lekkonen, just based on what we saw in that first period and the chippiness and some, like that was the second time that Lachanen had sort of gotten his
2: third time, third third time.
1: time. He was rocked. I wonder if some of it is cautionary to have him out of the game. It's not worth it. This game, what's at stake? I think that the Avs there's maybe hope that some of the reason that he doesn't return to this game is because it just wasn't worth it to have him risk any further injury. And hopefully it isn't, more serious than something a little bit day-to-day. It kind of looks like point of contact could be a shoulder. I'm just hoping that his fail- failure to return was out of caution.
0: I mean, you certainly hope so. The Avs could certainly use any top six player they can get at this point. Um, and, and you know, just kind of to follow up on that line of thinking, this is nothing against Pavel Francouz. He's a very good goaltender. The Avs love him. But there was a little bit of, hey, let's throw Frankie out tonight in case the game goes this way. They'll have Georgiev fresh for the game yeah. against the Flyers. So the Abs yeah, knew mean, this was a possibility. I'll put it that way. <laughs> for sure. Um, uh,
2: yeah. This was a tough one. I mean, we talked about it in the pregame <laughs> that things <laughs> – we said we want to see them skate. We want to see them play well. I thought they did. I thought they skated hard – I thought everyone skated very hard. I thought everyone was committed to what they needed to do. Um, there were obvious breakdowns throughout the game, but to me, I just think that's kind of your reality right now, given yep, given your situation.
0: It's And, you know, I don't want to do a 60-second rundown because this game just doesn't really have a 60-second rundown to have. We'll just talk no. about it. Um, I, the first period of five-on-five, was actually fine for 19 minutes yeah. for the Colorado Avalanche. They, yeah. Their mistakes were they took two penalties, which in this team's current state they just can't afford to do right now. Boston makes them pay. Is what it is. <laughs> I don't want to knock Foodie too much because he's he's obviously young and new. I thought
2: that slash was kind of weak, to be honest. It was, but
0: still, that's, that's what, three or four penalties in his three games now. He's got to oh, get yeah, through a game sure. without taking one yeah uh, so the penalties, certainly in the first period were a problem. I definitely think the ones later in the game were super questionable, but game was pretty well in hand for Boston at that point anyway. Yeah. Um, that problem, and then you have one shift very late in the period where, you know Boston has enough talent to convert on an opportunity. but outside of that, they have really played pretty well except for lack of finish, honestly.
2: Well, I was going to say, I mean, I I believe the abs had something of a chance there near the end of the first period. And I, I honestly, I remember thinking, I said, man, you convert that it's a two, one game. You're feeling actually probably pretty good going into the locker room with that Um, again, but you, you don't get it. So it's not a two to one game. It's a two to nothing game. And I even tweeted out that I, I didn't think that they were bad, but two, nothing, we even said that we kind of all set that as the, the score coming out of the first that if you're staring down a 2 nothing deficit after the first 20 minutes. You know, things probably aren't going great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Think, what?
0: yeah. Go ahead, Megan.
1: Hooties, that first hooking call, we talked about it, but it feels like that's the same type of hook or incidental contact that you see later in Charlie McAvoy that doesn't get called on a McKinnon type. And it's just, it gives poor Foodie a bad rap that he is taking so many penalties that I think are borderline.
2: Yeah, the uh, whatever it was, the slash, whatever one they got him for where he, I think it was Taylor Hall, he got like just below the hands. Uh, I didn't like that one. I thought that one was kind of soft. So
0: here's the thing. At a certain point, we've been saying, hey, look at all these borderline calls for five games. Okay, at this point, you guys know you're getting called for the borderline stuff, so stop yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I'll be honest, I thought that hooking, he kind of deserved. Anytime you're going to turn your blade inward like that yeah. tug, yeah. you're probably going to get But,
1: like, there was a retrieval. He's like, oh, no. Like, I think it even touched maybe the fiber of the jersey, but didn't even get pressed up against his
2: body. No, it got on his pants. That's, that, I love how she goes, I think there was a retrieval. <laughs> a perfect hooking well, motion. And the
0: thing is, yeah, like, the oh-no move is, like, the worst thing you can do. Because then the refs are yeah. like,
2: ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to but, reel it back in. You know, yeah. the same way, like, when you hook a fish. you know, Reel it back <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, like, I'm just kidding. Just, that was just a really funny movement to you
1: yeah it didn't look good but you know what usually there's a fish on the other end of the line
2: yeah there
1: wasn't a fish on the other end of the line <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and and some of the penalties the uh who was it uh Dryden hunt penalty like yeah that was tough. turns out marchands just yeah. faster than you so yeah Going to be a tough, tough hang for those bottom line guys to try and stop the top unit in
1: Boston. I
2: I, I mean, that game game looked and played out exactly what it was. A a Colorado team that has two, three, four, you know, handful of high-level NHL players, and the rest of the roster is made up of bottom six guys and (laughs) AHL call-ups. Like, it's just and and, like, like we said off the top, they skated real hard. I thought they were committed to what they were trying to do, um, but they were just playing a team that was just better they were just better tonight, like they're just a better yeah. roster, a better lineup, they had more skill, they had more guys that were faster, they had bigger guys it was just the abs are a little bit outmatched tonight, and you're gonna end up with that when you have the amount of injuries to your core roster that the abs do right now
0: yeah and then, let's not kid ourselves either. The Avs knew the score. They went into the second period and said, we're going to keep rolling all four lines, and whatever happens tonight happens. It's mm-hmm. just the reality of the situation. They didn't shorten the bench. They didn't really try to push the top guys to do something in this game, especially after the third goal. They were just like, okay, <laughs> game's done. Let's get through this. Yeah. So, yeah. Is what it is. Uh, I... I mean, what did what did you guys think of the no goal call? I'm curious here because it was kind of a weird play, where it seemed like Frankie had the puck, yeah. Then just yeah. decided he didn't want it anymore. Obviously, couldn't feel it, lost it in his pads. But I was
2: gonna say, so that that corner angle to his right was the one where you could tell it. It really was just a miscalculation on his part. He he didn't feel it. And it was actually when he moved, that's what caused the puck to leak out uh, was, was his movement looking back for it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird. What they said on the Bruins broadcast uh, was that they looked into the rule and that if, if the player – I don't know what the exact phrase was. But basically, if the player who would who is going to be credited with the goal is the one that knocks it off, then – the puck can't cross after the net has been knocked off. Uh, It's almost kind of like that offside where even if you're the one bringing the puck in, if you back into the zone and it comes in too far behind you, they can call you for offside kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So um, that, that was the best explanation that I heard. And by that ruling, I'd say, yeah, that's the right call. The other thing too, that I don't know if they were talking about it on the altitude broadcast uh, it was it was really hard to see, especially because it kind of gets lost under François. They were saying that there was maybe a kicking motion on it as well. Um, I'm so, pretty
0: sure it hit a stick after the kick, but yeah.
2: After the kick, yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I didn't think there was a great angle that showed the kick. Um, it kind of happened early in the play amongst bodies and stuff. Either way, I thought between what they thought they saw and then the ruling that I heard after, I guess you kind of had two things potential things working against it. So, I don't know. I'd say probably the correct call based on, on those two factors.
0: Was there any hope in this second period for you, for either of you guys? Did you think the Avs could have turned it on and found a way in this hockey game, or were you pretty resigned to the result as AJ pops on? Hi,
2: friends. Megan
1: Um... It didn't feel like there was hope when Likkanen didn't return to the game. That deflated me. And I wasn't on the ice. So I don't know if that was felt among the team to see a player like that go down. And they know what's at stake in terms of how many guys are already presently injured. Um, It did feel like they lacked a spark, even in the second period. That I just don't know if there was much coming back from it. Even with guys like, I think Jason Magna tried to play some of his best hockey, but you see the stark difference between the American league and the national league in games like tonight, where you're stacked against some of the best in the NHL has to offer.
0: AJ, since you're joining Uh, us, what are your thoughts?
3: I was a big fan of that play where Jason Magna had Anton bleed cutting all by himself to the back door and dump the puck into the corner. (laughs) I might I might clip that and post it every ten minutes on Twitter until Elon Musk bans me. <laughs> it was just it was just so indicative of like you have an entire line out there that that this is what they are. Yep. Like, and you're playing them. They're they're playing us. You know, ten minutes, eight minutes, somewhere in there. Depending on if the game is out of hand or not, <laughs> like it's just that was tough. I mean, it, you felt like Colorado's best players weren't great again, but yep. you also feel like that that they're every it's single not going should,
2: to be every single. Right, night. The bar is impossibly but high for those
3: guys. It right is, <laughs> and like like you look at the work that they did. In, in Buffalo
0: McKinnon literally had to have a five-point night for them to win that game
3: <laughs> and they like barely squeaked that game out yeah it, it was just a, they're just in they're in they're in real bad right now like this is it doesn't even really matter how they play because it, the the numbers the, the war of attrition has just gotten so bad it, I mean I, I said it on Twitter earlier tonight but
0: usually but right now with this team, it's pretty obvious in the first 10 minutes of this game, McKinnon and the top line got two quality chances and neither of them went in the net. And I was like, okay, ABS are probably going to lose now. <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> just the reality. Unless the abs are converting their opportunities on a ridiculously high rate right now, their depth is just going to catch up to them.
3: Yeah. And like, we're at the point where people are going to start being like, um, I'm so sick of hearing about injuries. I mean, when but there's I don't a new know one else... every game. <laughs> yeah, there's a new one every game, and I don't know. I don't know how you talk about this team right now and try and ignore what's going on with it. Well, it's but, but I mean, also, it, it's it's normal for a team to miss a guy or two. That's just life. This is out of control.
2: I would also like to point out that the team hasn't blamed but blamed it on the injuries once. Like, they, of course, you know, that... they won't. Well, but, but I mean, like, even in, in there's been times when we've like tried to get them to acknowledge like, yeah, but this is pretty bad. Right. And Jared Bennell would be like, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but what are you going to do about it? You know, whatever. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, um, it's funny because again, I think they can get away with it. With that depth against certain teams, because those guys, those, yeah. those, those kind of tweeners aren't, that far off from the bottom half of the league. Yeah. You get up against some of these top end teams. You, you may not like the injuries, but or hearing about the injuries. Like that's just your reality.
3: The yeah. I, like
2: postseason went the way it did last year because of their death.
3: Right. Right now, man, it's, it's like trying to run the first quarter of a marathon with a broken leg. That's, like, it, it's, I, a, it's a tall task.
2: Well, I, I, the issues I would say double-pulled hamstrings. Uh, right? <laughs> you could still do it, but...
0: The the issues are just obvious, right? Again, you go back to that Buffalo game, and you watch J-Mac make mistakes that result in Buffalo goals. Same thing happens tonight, and this time right. it's a mistake that leads to, oh yeah, just David Pasternak coming in on your goalie <laughs> by himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Like you you know what's gonna happen there. There's no there's no surprise in in that play happening. It's nothing against Jacob McDonald. It's just you put that guy out against one of the best lines in the league and he's gonna get
1: torched. It was, a bad, it was a bad play at the blue line. That was tough.
3: Well, and you look at you look at the penalties tonight. yep look at look at the penalty log, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read them in order as they happened, okay? All depth players. Alright, I think you guys already know where this is headed, but Jean-Luc Foodie, Dryden Hunt, Andreas England. Now that was the fight, so that's fine. Uh, that was a good Jacob. Fight. Yeah, it was. It was a really good tilt. Jacob McDonald for the penalty shot, which was horseshit. Eric Johnson, Jacob McDonald, Jean-Luc Foodie. Hmm. Do we notice a theme? Anyone Wait, with a oh, J thought, in their name?
1: They don't like pretty girls.
2: <laughs> Uh <laughs> sprinting a
3: thousand miles in the opposite direction of that.
2: <laughs> you uh, you didn't you didn't think that, that warranted a penalty shot?
3: I didn't, no. I
2: oh, so no, I'm totally actually
3: good. glad
0: they gave him one because I, so they should always yeah. call it like that. It, yeah, but yeah, in, yeah. The, in the reality of how they call it, well, he technically got a shot on goal.
2: Yeah, no, that's horse shit. It's supposed to be like, yeah, if they take away your opportunity. And having to Bobby or it through the air isn't getting an opportunity.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I point point being like those are the players that are putting you behind the eight ball. Yeah, like of course. Look, none of this, none of this is any kind of the, like, oh well, maybe John Luke Foodie doesn't have it or any of this nonsense, right? Like you're not making a long term prognostication based off these handful <laughs> of games.
2: I can't believe it. I can't believe it. As as we're talking about it, a comment comes in and says, "When do you stop blaming injuries and learn how to become a strong team with what you have?" Damn, oh my god, that's so funny to me. That's hilarious.
3: Is that a bit?
2: Uh, that almost has to be. It's, it's definitely almost. There's no way.
0: There's be. no way it's not bait.
3: <laughs> so, anyway, up. Um, like, <laughs> you're not, you're not burying Flick Foodie's long-term prospects as an NHL are based on these games. You're not buying stock. You shouldn't do, shouldn't do any of that based on these handful of games. But I, I think it's pretty obvious Jean-Luc Foodie just shouldn't be here. And when I say Jean-Luc Foodie, you could take his name out and you could replace it with Anton Plead, Jason Magna. I'm leaning more and more towards Dryden Hunt being on that list. Um, I'd, I'd he's know probably waived, right? He's on it. Yeah. I mean, wife, I I yeah. could understand. I could understand if they kept him as the thirteenth guy when when the horses get healthy. I just saying, like, I think he'll probably be last to go. Um, sure. like you're just you're just talking about
2: like. Well, I mean, with all, the amount like, of injuries you have right now, you can't risk losing any of those guys. And I think of the, all those guys you're listing, I believe he's the only one as of right now that would need to go through waivers.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it,
2: right. it kind of depends. Bleed would too. I was gonna say at some point.
3: When was yeah, the last time? When was the last time Bleed had to go through waivers? Like his his thirty days, ten he games, or whatever cleared. has got to be
1: right. But I also think he clears waivers, that. so I don't feel like they're that worried about sending Bleed through waivers enough to like, oh, yeah. we shouldn't yeah. do it.
3: Yeah, I. Yeah. If there was an NHL team that watched Anton Bleed this week and thought, I need some of that, they're not trying to win hockey games. So, yeah. That's... Well,
2: there are plenty of those teams, too. <laughs> there are a few.
3: Yeah, I'm saying I, it's too early in the year for San Jose to be like, like, that's, no, 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 well, no,
2: but, no. But I guess my point my point is kind of to, to I, I think maybe what you were alluding to, AJ, you know, Dryden Hunt maybe being one of the last to go. Seriously, all, all jokes aside on Anton Bleed and Dryden Hunt all the you just this organization is not at a point right now where they can be purging bodies like absolutely yeah the the, the AHL level is depleted you know they've how many call ups have they oh. had to make uh, you know from from the Utah Grizzlies and and it's just yeah it's it, it, it it's a tall order to say hey send that guy down even though we might lose him like. Which-
3: but Which eagle would you want to I see ate. at this point? Like, did you you've got Samuel Ranta, Oscar Olalasen, Charles Udon. Yeah. After that, you're almost at it's, the end of the NHL contract list. Much nothing after that.
1: <laughs> ben Myers is like there. Oh yeah, I forgot about
3: Ben Myers. I forgot. I
1: know, about him. but I honestly don't think it's the time for him, because I think he comes up and he plays and has a game very similar to what we're seeing out of Hunt, Magna, <clears throat> Lead. And you don't want to see that debilitate a young player. Right. Thought. And and
0: here's the thing you want out of these guys, right? You're not asking these bottom six to go score you goals. You're asking them to not give up goals as best they can. And if you think the guys in the bottom six right now are struggling defensively, give Sampo Ranta and Oscar allowson a rip defensively in the NHL and watch what happens. Right. Well, and the other
2: thing you have to keep in mind too, with these ups is with these teams being so close, The managements talk a lot. Coaches talk a lot. Uh, There's a reason certain guys haven't been called up yet. There's a reason the guys that are with the team are with the team. And the guys that aren't with the team, there's a reason they're still with the Eagles or back with the Eagles. Well, and it's like, you can't even really get upset at this point. They've
3: gone through almost all the Eagles.
0: It's it's just the reality of where they are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's injured. Yep. I think he would defensively be a better option than some of what we've listed, but he's going to miss some time.
3: Add him to the pile. No.
1: Add him to the pile.
3: What's what's crazy is like Evan Rodriguez is like two to four weeks was like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Yep. Because like that guy's like the bridge to secondary scoring. Now you have JT Comfer and Logan O'Connor doing absolutely everything you could be asking of those two guys. For sure but like Rodriguez was like that. There was enough scoring consistency. Yeah. There. Like yeah. there was, there was another guy in your lineup that was doing something on a different line, that comfort line. Like we just know, we, we just know, man. It's just not. And
0: it, it, you're just watching the flies drop of that depth scoring. I know technically lucky's playing on the first line, but really produces like a second liner type more, a little bit of depth production. And he goes down and it's like, Okay, so you guys have the big guns, and then you hope JT
3: Confer shows up that night. Like <laughs> Well, and like our Artory Leckett at 18 points through 21 games. Yeah. He's, giving you, gun- line- He's giving you top line gun- top line production. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like yeah, you, know, you never count the abs out. When they have McKinnon, Ranton, and, and McCarr in the lineup, they've got a chance. But Boy, do they not have a whole lot of help. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at Breckenridge Brewery. You can get their beer at your local liquor store. You can check out the Breck beer, beer locator online at breckbrew.com. Their Christmas ales are out there. They're doing a big giveaway on breckbrew.com to the nice list, you know, since it's Christmas coming up. Make sure uh, you check it twice. You're on the nice list and get some of the awesome free stuff over from Breck Brew. Uh, they're dope. Highly recommend. Also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, start your day early. I don't know if Athletic Greens can help with physical injuries, but uh, maybe in Martin Couts' case, it does help boost your immune system. So. <laughs> keep that flu out of your system just one scoop in your cup of water every morning it's got a bunch of different vitamins and minerals probiotics adaptogens all sorts of good stuff for you and a ton of athletes use it as part of their daily routine for their workouts so go check them out at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche you can order today and when you do you get a year's supply of vitamin d along with it they just want to make sure you're taking control of your health get athletic greens today again athleticgreens.com slash avalanche and we're also brought to you by the amazing people over at Pins and Aces, the golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. Uh, you might want to get a towel, the DNVR towel. It's a golf towel, but you can use it to wipe away your tears of sadness because of the abs injuries. It works just as well for that. So check out their towels. Check out all their other golf merch, shirts, hats, pants, beer koozies for your golf bag. They got you totally covered. And when you use code DNVR over there, you get 15% off and free shipping on your order at pinsandaces.com. Second period, maybe final period, depending on how things go, of this DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, our king of the game. Hey, the Abs didn't get shut out thanks to Andrew Cogliano. So I guess technically that is depth scoring. It didn't really mean a whole lot, but... Got to count I mean,
3: for something for Cogs, right? Sick to see him actually beat a goalie, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you look at, if you look at, that's what, his fourth goal of the year? Yeah, I think so. I wanna, Yeah, it's his fourth goal of the year. His first one was a tip. His second one was uh, uh, the one where Logan O'Connor shot it into his body. And then the third one was a puck that hit a goalie's glove, popped out, and hit his leg and went in. Yep. It's nice to see him actually, like, score a goal. You know, like, (laughs) hey, like, the guy actually, like, beat a goaltender. It's, it's, I understand depth goals come in all shapes and sizes, whatever, but I, I like that he just beat the goalie. He was like, oh, hey, there's a puck. I shot the puck past him. I mean, look,
0: quietly a nice little play from Foodie on that one.
1: What I was going to say, I liked how he was in on the rush with him and got that skater to go a little bit wider making opportunity for cogs
0: even tied up a stick on the loose puck so
3: honestly if there's one thing that you're definitely convinced john luke foodie can do at the nhl level it's carry a puck (laughs) he looks totally comfortable with that aspect of the game everything else is still a work in progress but looks great doing that count it (laughs) uh
0: can't imagine there'll be a significant roster change. As we mentioned, Cout was in the press box tonight, so he's the guy who's just going to slot back into the lineup. How the lines will look, your guess is as good as mine. But you know,
3: did you we'll guys see. like the oh, third I, I, period where the top line was Warm Body, McKinnon, Rantanen? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I mean, I have to imagine that if Lekkinen can't go uh, here on Monday. I, I would guess that it's foodie on that top line with McKinnon and Ranton, at least to start. Yeah. Put him next to as much skill as you possibly can. <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah. Put him next to like some of the most skill on earth and, yeah, hope that he can do something. It's... But at that point, I don't even know if it counts as depth scoring anymore.
0: <laughs> it's top line scoring at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I there isn't really much to say about the rest of this game. Boston scored the third goal in the second period, and everyone knew it was up at that point. Uh,
2: scored it twice, just for just they sure just did. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to comment: Are these like they're just now full time eighty two game jerseys?
3: Yeah, the, Home or the away, reverses, they matter. wear them all the time. It might be like it might be one of those things where they're like, "Eh, we haven't lost in them, so let's just keep wearing them." It'd be like the yeah, most maybe. hockey thing to do. Yeah,
2: yeah, they end up wearing them for like twenty five straight games.
3: And then they lose and they never wear them again. Yeah,
2: yeah, yep. yeah, and then the next night is a scheduled reverse retro night with the league. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> they lose again.
2: Yeah.
0: It's it... yeah. It's just the reality of the world. What I will say, good news in December, at the very least, not just on the maybe the ads should be getting some guys back front. The vast majority of their December schedule is at home. So yeah. they get to hide some of those lines a little bit better than they got to tonight. They don't Great. see they those matchups get hunted.
3: <laughs> what was that? Nothing. No, mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, have you actually no, what looked you at did you actually look at like the teams? Cause I did not. It's a pretty good slate of games, like a lot of division games. Uh, and then you, you get a couple of good teams, you know, you have Boston. Um, uh, but I guess Buffalo's not really right, that, good. That, They're just that run in like...
0: the middle, Philly, Buffalo, Nashville. That's a, a little bit later. You get Montreal, like,
3: yeah, well when you get Montreal and then you get Arizona, like yeah. like you get the Kings, like the Kings are they can't stop a puck, you know, like it's not a murderer's row. So and we've seen like the the one thing that we've seen is that they the the dude that like this is a team that can play with this jacked up lineup, like their star players can handle lesser teams they
0: have not lost two games in a row for a month yeah like with with these types of lineups
3: yeah now i mean if leckin if leckin like like out out if it's multiple month type thing yeah i mean if even if it's multi-week at this point like if it's multiple weeks you're happy it's not more serious but it's like a dude you're just trying to survive Oh, absolutely. yeah. What, we're, what are already like multiple week injuries at this point? You're just trying to get through this.
0: Well, and, and the hope is, you know, by the third week of December, hopefully Helm's back, hopefully Byram's back. You're maybe talking about Nachushkin and Erod in that range.
3: To be honest with you, Nachushkin, well, like Nachushkin's month, he'll, he'll be out for a month. Like that month is about up. Like he should be getting on the mm-hmm. ice here pretty soon. I really think that they're, I think they're like two weeks away from enough of these guys coming back that we could stop fucking talking about it. But they've got to so. stop having I, other I, guys I, I, get I,
2: hurt. I, I honestly think we're a little bit, I, I think we're 10 days to two weeks from maybe them getting a couple of these guys back, uh, like a Nechushkin, maybe a Byram. Uh, But other than that, I still think we're multiple weeks on most of these dudes. And that's, been the part to me that's just been like a killer is that every injury they haven't gotten any like, oh, he's going to miss a couple days, eyes oh, a little sore, he might miss the next two games, whatever whatever, every single dude that goes down the tunnel is coming out the other side two to four weeks, four to six weeks, six to eight weeks it's like, holy smokes Look,
3: even with the Bowers thing, like yep. that injury, when, when we heard about that injury, like a little Google foo, and you can see that the worst case scenario for that injury not requiring surgery is six weeks. How long is that dude out? Six weeks. It was like, yeah, dude, yeah. like what the? And it's just continued. Yeah. Like the closest and... that they've had to like a, a guy that comes out of the lineup and will come back in will be Kout being sick. Yep.
0: And and I mean, look, the ads are still sitting in a fine spot. Yeah, they're fine. If they find a way to win their next game on Monday against the Flyers. Guess what? They win 500 on this road trip.
3: Yeah. Two and two on the road trip. Perfectly fine.
0: Yep. They're still five games, four games over 500. I don't know. I think it's five. Uh, they're chilling. If they don't completely fall apart, which if they get one or two more injuries, they might. But if they can find a way to stay a little bit healthy, they just gotta survive the next few weeks. That's basically all it comes down to. Yeah. Uh we got a couple super chats here that we can hit. You definitely cool. also missed one at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh tough game as an Avs fan in Massachusetts. From Jim says these Bruins fans are loud this time of year. Just remember, y'all, long season. Abs will get last laugh around these parts. I mean, we'll see what happens, but it looked—it's right now. It's real easy for fan bases to feel good when they beat the defending Stanley Cup champ. Right? They don't—they don't think yeah. about how many dudes are injured on the abs. They just know they beat them.
3: All, all I'm gonna say is it was very enjoyable watching Winnipeg lose four-one to Columbus last night. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Well, After the Rudo celebration, you you... they went. Mm.
2: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, because you could tell from the very beginning of that game, it felt very, like, hero and villainy. Like, you could tell that the Bruins were like, these are the defending cup champs. We're going to go out and send a message, and they're not going to come in here, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, kind <laughs> of. You, you, you know who the
3: Bruins looked like tonight was last year's abs. They looked awesome, man. Really? They... They were yeah. flying, they were physical, they played with skill, their stars showed out, their depth played great. I mean, they looked awesome. That team looks absolutely for real right now.
0: Drew single-handedly funding the yacht fund by himself at this point with another fifty dollars. Mm. Uh, so a wolf X and I myself have a plan, bring up the entire Eagles roster, save the big boys to the playoffs and take the wild card spot and go from there. seems like the only way to stay healthy. I mean, we kind of talked about it. They're pretty close to having called up all the Eagles already. So <laughs> not need to sign on. a few
3: more contracts, honestly, if they want to get there.
0: Hey, look, cam, Wright Got the call to the Eagles. He's playing down there now. Okay. <laughs> Let's go get him it's on a contract. time. <laughs> uh $5 from Josh saying at what point do the injuries start to hurt the avs playoff picture hopes? I kind of said it before as long as you have McKinnon, Rantanen, McCar, I think the avs will survive, put it that way.
2: Maybe Georgiev yeah. too. Throw Georgiev on that list too. To to AJ's point, as long as you don't have guys continuing to get hurt seemingly every fucking night, you will eventually get these guys back. And as long as you've got the majority of them back by mid-January, this team will be fine to make at the back half of the season push. Because uh, yeah, like to Ruto's point, as long as you got most of these guys or you know a handful of these guys, you're going to be able to at least stay in the in the hunt.
3: Well, and it's, and it's where you look at the division and you say that the Central is. Really doing them a solid right now. That there's no team, away. Yeah. no team in first place pulling away. Um, that the there are several teams still somehow behind them that are chasing them. That uh, their desperation has to be has to start kicking in. No, wow. I mean we're still only 25 games here. Uh, but if By you are, if you are, gosh. if you are St. Louis, you know you're now 10 points behind first place. Um, you can't fall 10 points behind third place. You know, like they have to stay, they have to kind of stay in contact here. And that's where, that's where the abs are. They're, they're fine. Like the wild card may not be, may not be in their favor, but right now the central division, nobody is playing so well. Um, You know, over the last 10 games, Minnesota has has gained one point and the abs have a game in hand. Nashville has gained two points, uh, three points, and the Avs have a game in hand. So you're, you're talking about, despite all of this, they're not ceding major ground to the teams that are behind them, uh, and they're they, they're two points behind Winnipeg with the same number of games played. They're five points behind Dallas with two games in hand. So either direction here, there's a lot of teams, there's a huge glut. The Central Division is, is is absolutely like maybe the one thing that's gone Colorado's way this year where they've gotten the luckiest is that their division is the most congested one through six.
0: And it's, it's part of the reason why, look, as long as they can keep themselves floating at 500 here with this roster, they're in touch with the division. Once their guys get healthy, hopefully no more injuries stack up then they're, and they'll push right to the top.
3: To, to be honest, like, the longer they continue to stay competitive like this, the less of a need it is that once they do get healthy, they rip off a, you yeah. know, 9-0-1 streak or something, you know, where they have to play absolute lights out for three straight weeks in order to make up some ground. You know, we think that they're capable of doing something like that, if fully healthy, but they are keeping themselves at least in a position where that won't be necessary. They can they can go 7-2 and 1 every 10 games and be just fine and still chase the division. So, they're they're really like nights like tonight suck because it just didn't feel like it was ever all that competitive. Yeah. Um and and for two of the three games on this road trip, that's been the feeling. Now, one of them was they didn't show up. The other one is that they got bopped by a great team that's absolutely playing at the peak of its powers right now. But if they continue to at least take care of business against these bottom feeders, they'll be okay. Uh,
0: Megan, do you know any uh, blood sacrifice rituals or anything that <laughs> we can do to make sure no more abs get injured at this
1: point? I think they need to smudge the locker room. <laughs>
0: What does that mean? What does that even mean?
1: Yeah, You've probably no seen idea. people burn sage, but sage is a closed practice um, to the indigenous oh, people. So you can smudge using just like frankincense and myrrh if you want a little Catholicism twist to it. But yeah, you could just burn incense and uh, get rid of bad vibes. Right. Did you say I,
2: frankincense and myrrh? Yeah. Casually? It's... It- Christmas time. Those are real so. things. All right. <laughs> I know they are. <laughs> no, uh, the best part would be if I Megan just started making someone... shit
3: up and we all just were like, "Cool."
0: <laughs> and look, at this point, I'll I'll take anything. All right. I'll, I'll
1: bring some of family sports. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look,
3: if there's a life sacrifice needed, can we volunteer AJ Greer? <laughs> oh, Jesus, whoa!
1: I don't I deal mean, with that. <laughs> After, <laughs> yeah.
3: after that shit he pulled at the end of that game, not okay, man. I, I,
1: I didn't okay. want to, to place a curse on his family. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a really bad curse. It would be like his hair grows disproportionately longer on one side of his body. It would I just be abusive, of this. but it wouldn't bring him harm.
0: <laughs> that that is like extremely specific. <laughs>
3: yep, that's been placed on somebody before. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Uh, yeah, look. I, I can't believe what what is happening right now. <laughs> the reality is, if you were this... going to put a
3: curse on one of your one of your life enemies, wouldn't wouldn't Megan be one of your first phone calls? Oh, for sure. <laughs> now it
2: would.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure.
3: I got. Anyway, that's too, it's just too good.
0: The The number one thing that has to happen for the Avs is they have to start getting a little bit of injury luck. I'm not going to ask them to not get injured anymore this season because that's not reality. But maybe the next one is, a, ah, he's out for a day. He needs a maintenance day or something. Not not a significant one. Because we really are at the point now where it's, if you get one or two more, uh, who the hell knows? For now, they're surviving. Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
3: It's, it's like a battle of the most injured teams in the league when Colorado and Philly take the ice in a couple days. Yeah, it's, it's just two absolutely like depleted rosters where each one is looking at them like, mm. do we talk about the possibility of them doing something? Trying we to get some kind of help if it. the Lekkonen thing is for real? Yeah, that's if
0: the if we find out Lekkonen's out for more than like a couple weeks, we can have that conversation. I think. But anyway, a late super chat here, ten dollars from Paper Dolls saying you guys are doing great.
3: <laughs> K was at the game the other day. We should. She needs to go to the game in Philadelphia. She, <laughs> she was at the game in Buffalo, so. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, it's Oliver. He's the absolute worst. He and I actually yep. really butt butt heads from time <laughs> to time.
3: <laughs> He's a cat, so of course,
0: would sure appreciate yeah, it yeah, if the uh, gave us a little more to work with on the next pod. That's yeah, all I'm asking yeah. for. <laughs> anyway. Uh... I guess we're gonna wrap this hey, we one got, up and be out of here.
2: We got forty-seven minutes out of this. Good Yo, you guys bad. excited about Deion Sanders?
0: Sure. My pick of the week was bet against Buffalo anyway. So
2: the, the Buffalo, the
0: Buffalo, yeah, fair enough. bet against CU got anyway. Uh, I was like, anyway, <laughs> the buffaloes.
3: Is it plural? <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys aren't excited that that Prime is coming to Colorado. It's a cool nope. thing. It's a cool thing for their program. I mean, it's super cool. Football. I don't, I don't, cool. I, football
0: I don't know that it'll make them any better.
3: I mean, it might. He's if he brings his kid with him, at least they have a quarterback, right?
0: <laughs> anyway, I just.
2: Oh yeah, no. Yeah, get just, us out of here. Yeah, yeah,
0: Take us away before we talk for another <laughs> yeah, hour about bad. random
1: stuff. I will.